Revelation chapter 22. Then he showed me a river of the water of life, bright as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street, on either side of the river, was the tree of life, bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there will be no longer any curse. And the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his slaves will serve him, and they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and there will no longer be any night, and they will not have need of the light of a lamp, nor the light of the sun, because the Lord God will illumine them, and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, these words are faithful and true. And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, sent his angel to show his slaves the things which must soon take place. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, and the one who was hearing and seeing these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed me these things. But he said to me, do not do that. I am a fellow slave with you and of your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. But the one who does unrighteousness still do unrighteousness. And the one who is filthy still be filthy. And let the one who is righteous still do righteousness. And the one who is holy still keep himself holy. Behold, I am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to render to every man according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the authority to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral persons and the murderers and the idolaters and everyone who loves and practices lying. I, Jesus, sent my angel to bear witness to you of these things. For the churches, I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the ones who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to receive the water of life without cost. I bear witness to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues which are written in this book. 
And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the tree of life and from the holy city, which are written in this book. He who bears witness to these things says, Yes, I am coming quickly. Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. And just like that, the book is closed. It is finished. The plan of God is complete. I, w- I wanted to get on and record this. And it's funny because I wanted to record for you that I woke up this morning feeling like a failure. I had so many hopes and dreams of what I wanted to accomplish this year that I didn't. I have so many podcasts in my mind that I did not record. And there were countless days that I missed in reading the one-year Bible, especially this year in the prophets. Sometimes with me, when I feel like I have so much on my plate, I find myself paralyzed. And instead of doing one of the things to move forward that I need to do, I get sluggish and lazy and I end up doing nothing. And feeling overwhelmed, I end up wasting my time on things like Instagram or Facebook or the worthless things of this world. There have been too many days that I pushed sleep on my alarm clock instead of waking up and breathing in the word of God and seeking his face for my day. But let me tell you something else. I know my God better and deeper today on December 31st, 2021, than I did 365 days ago when we started this journey together. I know him better because I did not give up. You see, the Christian life is not about falling or failing. It's about getting back up. I laid out a goal for us at the beginning of the year that we would read every word in this book and that we would treasure every word that has come from his mouth every day, every day. And I have not been perfect. But I have pressed on. 
I have pressed on. Philippians 3, I have pressed on in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law or comes from being perfect, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends And I set out at the beginning of this year to know him. To know him and the power of his resurrection that I might share in his sufferings, becoming like him in death, that by any means possible, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection from the dead. And not that I have already obtained all this or am already perfect, but I press on. I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Paul says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press on. I do not do it perfectly. I press on. Do you remember what it means to press on? It means to aggressively chase like a hunter pursuing a catch prize. It means to pursue with all haste earnestly desiring to overtake. So Paul says, I press on to know him. I am going to aggressively chase this goal to know him. As a hunter would a catch prize because knowing him, knowing him, is the absolute treasure of my life. I think it's interesting that the Apostle Paul, of all people, the Apostle Paul says, I do not consider that I've made it my own. I have not yet done this. I have not yet achieved knowing him in this way. 
He says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. And when it says I have made it my own, that's another aggressive term. It again means to aggressively take, to take hold of exactly with decisive initiative, to grasp something, grasp something in a forceful, firm matter. Paul says, I haven't done this. I haven't done this. I do not consider that I have made it my own. I have not yet achieved this. Oh, but I press on. I press on. So as we stand here, as we stand here on the very last day of 2021 and we can look back and see so many failures and so many failed attempts, we can stand here with Paul and we can look and see in Philippians, what does the word of God tell us to do? He says, forget what lies behind. Forget it. Forget what lies behind. And I'm saying this because I've spoken with so many of you who says, I quit in June because I couldn't keep going. But don't shut the book because you have not done it perfectly. I am inviting you to pick it back up with me this year and press on. Forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward. That means stretching intently forward to what lies ahead of you in 2022. God has so much to teach us in 2022 if we will but pick up his word and look at it every day, every day, every day. So here we are, like I said, on the cusp of January 1st, 2022. And I am going to challenge you, just like I did last year, to join me again this year in the One Year Bible. Why? Because I don't want to miss a thing. And I don't want you to. I want to hear all the words of my God, all of them. Last year, I shared with you my testimony of how God called me to read the one-year Bible all those years ago. I testified to how he has met me over and over and over and over in his word. And I shared with you how he has made me strong. And you can go back 
and you can listen to it online again. But this year, this year, I simply want to call you to press on. To take up his word in your hand and press on. You are not going to do it perfectly. So when you put it down, do not give up. Pick it back up and press on. Job 23 says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the word of his mouth more than my portion of food, more than my daily bread. Would you do that with me this year? I've talked with so many of you over the year, and I thought I would spend a few minutes giving you some practical tips on how to press on. And the practical tips that I'm going to give you is to set for yourself four things. A time, a place, a plan, and a partner. Because I'm going to start with a time. I guarantee you that if you do not set aside a specific time to read God's word every day, you will not do it. And you will find yourself with that book on the shelf far too many times days. For some people, this might be late at night when the kids are asleep. It might be nap time when you finally have a rest midday. For me, it's early in the morning. I have to set my alarm clock early in the morning or I know I will not read God's word the next day. It just doesn't happen. That doesn't mean it's right. I just know myself too well. If I don't get up in the morning and first thing read God's word, I will not do it to my shame. So my first practical tip for you is to set a time and stick to it. Secondly, a place. Listen, if I go downstairs in the morning to read my Bible, this is back when I had a house. If I go downstairs in the morning to read my Bible and my kitchen table is a mess and last night's dinner is still there, I can tell you it is not going to happen because I'm going to clean the table. Then I'll do the dishes. Then the kids will wake up and then my day has begun. And at two o'clock, I'll realize that there is a longing in my soul to hear from God. But I'm just about ready to run out the door. And there's no time. So we have to plan ahead. We not only have to have a, a set time, but please 
find a set place. Today, my goal is to go and, and buy a small portable heater because it's really cold in my office in the morning. And I won't do it because it's too cold. So you can ask me next week if I got my heater because I know I have to have a time, but I also have to have a place. Third, there has to be a plan. This podcast, my ministry is to help women read through the one-year Bible because I've been doing it and God has taught me so much through it. I've tried so many other ways, so many other times, but I've come back to the one-year Bible over and over and over for, for various reasons. First off, I love reading the Old and New Testament every day. I don't like reading the chronological one-year Bible because I don't get to the New Testament until the very end of the year. And I want to be saturated with the words of Christ every day. So I love the one-year Bible plan because I read in both the Old and New Testaments every day. Secondly, I love reading through the Psalms twice a year. I, re- I get up and that's the first place I start is in the Psalm. Because it connects with my soul. And it prepares my heart for the rest of the reading that day. So I love that. It has the Old and New Testaments every day as as well as the Psalms and Proverbs every day. That is why I have come back again and again and again and again to the one-year Bible. No matter how many other times I've tried other plans, I've always come back to the one-year Bible. So that's what I am encouraging you to join with me again this year. But I've talked with some of you also this year who say, I can't do it. I love the idea of it. I want to do it. I hear what you say and I want to do it, but it's too much. And I just want to say, that's okay. Fulfilling a 365 day checkoff is not the point. Our point is to know Christ and his word. Some of you struggle with reading, struggle with dyslexia and such, and make reading long periods of time or long portions very difficult. And to that, I'm just going to say, take it slow. Read it in two years maybe. Just read the Old Testament. Just read the New Testament. Do one one year, one the next. Read the Psalms, just the Psalms. Read the Proverbs. What I am encouraging you to do is to press into the Word of God that you may know Him. And every word that comes from the mouth of our God. You can put it in your ears and listen to his word. The app dwell is incredible. I have it and I love it. The the app dwell will read it to you in whatever version you want. 
in whatever voice you want, whatever, whatever music background you like. It's amazing. And I would highly recommend it to anyway, anyone. And the final recommendation I have, and this one is so important, and it's find a partner. Years ago, the very first time I was ever going to read through the one-year Bible, I asked God to give me one person. Because I knew if I go at this alone, I will fail. If I try to do this alone, I will fail. And if you go back and listen to my testimony all those years ago, I asked God, And he gave me every single woman I knew. So here's my challenge. Find a partner. Someone who will walk with you through his word. Who will share your joys, your sorrows. And who will encourage you to press on when you're tired to press on when you feel defeated or when you get to June and you want to give up. Someone who will encourage you to keep going. To keep going. This year, my challenge to myself is to walk more closely with you on the other side of this microphone along the way. To do shorter, more regular podcasts weekly as we read through his story together. That's my goal. That's my goal. Listen, if you would, to what Malachi 4 said to us this morning as we closed out the Old Testament. It said this, Then those who feared Yahweh spoke to one another, and Yahweh gave heed and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear Yahweh and who think upon his name. Did you catch that? Then those who feared Yahweh spoke to one another. Talk about having a partner. Those who fear Yahweh speak to one another. And as they were, Yahweh gave heed and heard it. And he wrote their names in a book of remembrance of those who fear him and who think upon his name. Oh, that our names would be written in this book of remembrance this year. As those who speak to one another, as those who fear him, and of those who think upon his 
Can you imagine that our names would be written in such a book? As we look at his words, as we treasure his words more than our daily bread. Do you know what he says about those people in that book? He says, and they will be mine. They will be mine. On the day that I prepare my own treasured possession and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Oh, that our names would be written in that kind of book. I'm going to close this out in Revelation chapter 3. with what John, through the Holy Spirit, writes to the church of Laodicea. This is what the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and have needed nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and pitiable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be manifested and I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says. To the churches. As you close out 2021 and look forward to the new year, I challenge you to take heed to what the Spirit of God says to the church of Laodicea, to evaluate your own heart. Are you hot? Are you cold? Or are you lukewarm? 
I'm going to be honest. As I rubbed shoulders with so many people in the American church, I find far too many lukewarm. Listen, here's the challenge. Don't be lukewarm. And if you are, if you find yourself to be, if you find yourself in that place, as I have far too many times, I challenge you as you approach the new year, as you approach the year 2022, remember that you are wretched and pitiable, and poor, and blind, and naked. But he tells us that we can buy gold refined by fire and become rich. And he offers us white garments to clothe ourselves in. And I salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. The Spirit of God will do this. He will do this at our asking. He will anoint us at our asking. He will give us the eye salve and he will open our eyes that, he, that we would see. And listen, Jesus is standing at the door right now and is knocking. All too often, this verse is taken out of context. This verse was written to the church. Behold, I stand. Behold means Take notice, would you listen to me? Behold, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. If anyone hears my voice right now and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. This is the intimacy we were created for. This is eternal life. That we would know him this way. That we would know him. John 17, 3. For eternal life is this, that we would know him, the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. the intimacy of eating together with him. So here I stand on the water's edge of January 1st, 2022. And I'm asking you, my dearest friends to press on with me 
together this year in his word. Every day, every word, that you might know him. Because he's standing, Jesus Christ is standing there knocking at the door for you. So would you open that door together with me? Trust him in his presence. 